Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and in my experience, antibiotics are dangerously overprescribed in too many conventional veterinary practices with devastating results. Like people, pets can develop allergies to medications that are overprescribed, and in addition, antibiotics have a long list of side effects, many of which are long-term. And then, of course, there's the escalating problem of antibiotic resistance, which is the result of too frequent and unnecessary use of these drugs. One of the most important things that pet owners need to know is that their pets are exposed to antibiotics when they eat pet food containing the meat of animals that were factory farmed, which is about 99% of pet foods on the market today. Antibiotic residues are passed up the food chain. So even if your vet hasn't directly prescribed unnecessary antibiotics to your pet repeatedly, there's a good chance that your pet is consuming antibiotics regularly through the food that they're consuming, unless you're buying free range organic meats and making the food yourself, or if you're purchasing one of the very, very small handful of, of pet foods that are using free range organic meats, which is incredibly rare within the pet food industry. As a pet parent, Another really important thing to know is that there are a variety of infections your pet can acquire throughout life that actually are not responsive to antibiotics like viral infections and fungal infections. Dispensing antibiotics to treat a recent bout, let's say of your dog sneezing and coughing or your kitty suddenly developing an upper respiratory congestion is totally worthless if the infection is caused by a virus, which many are. This is a classic example of indiscriminate overuse of antibiotics, which I see happen over and over in veterinary medicine. Clients come in, veterinarians don't know exactly what to do, so they just prescribe a round of antibiotics. Antibiotic resistance is a term used to describe a condition where bacteria are able to survive and multiply in the presence of an antibiotic that at one time killed them or stopped their proliferation. In many cases, even when bacteria are exposed for the first time to a particular antibiotic, the majority of these bacteria will die but some will survive and pass on that resistance to other bacteria. Unlike higher organisms, bacteria can actually transfer DNA not only to bacteria that is not their offspring, but also to bacteria of other species. The problem is not that certain disease-causing bacteria are antibiotic resistant. The problem is that the resistance genes in any type of bacteria that transfer their survivability to billions of other bacteria this is actually how superbugs are born. A superbug is a strain of bacteria able to survive assault by multiple types of antibiotics. When your veterinarian can no longer eliminate bacterial infections with antibiotics, obviously the life of your animal is threatened and that's our biggest concern. If you suspect that your pet has had an infection or has an infection and you go to your veterinarian before you accept or agree to a round of antibiotics, ask your veterinarian for a bacterial culture and sensitivity. When a vet prescribes an antibiotic without a bacterial culture and sensitivity test, he or she is basically guessing at what type of bacteria is present and the best type of antibiotic to treat that infection. Although lots of veterinarians are really good guessers, many of them have been in practice 40 or 50 years and they're really good at guessing, Given the growing danger of antibiotic-resistant strains of disease-causing bacteria, in my opinion, there's really no longer any room for error. Each time an unnecessary or inappropriate round of antibiotics is prescribed, the potential for resistance increases. A culture and sensitivity test gives the veterinarian two really important pieces of information the precise organism causing the infection, and the best antibiotic used to treat it. A culture is simply a sample from infected tissue. So it could be sterile swab in urine, it could be infected tissue, a swab of infected tissue or skin, it can be along the gum line. We can actually culture and sensitivity and do a quick dip into an ear if there's ear discharge. So we can culture all sorts of 
tissues. The culture then is incubated and is monitored for organism growth, which typically starts the following day. When colonies of organisms form, each one is then tested to determine what type of bacteria is present. The sensitivity portion of the test involves placing tiny amounts of different antibiotics on the organisms to see which antibiotic the bacteria are most sensitive to or susceptible to. The minimum inhibitory concentration, or MIC, is the lowest concentration of antibiotic that prevents visible growth. So doctors can actually choose the correct antibiotic and the dose to successfully treat your pet's infection. The decision-making process must also involve using an appropriate antibiotic that can be administered by injection, orally or topically for optimum results in a specific area of the body where the infection is located. A culture and sensitivity test takes a little extra time, usually a minimum of 72 hours. So you need to be prepared to leave your veterinary appointment without a definitive diagnosis of exactly what type of bacteria is growing and without a handful of antibiotics that day. Unless it's an emergency situation, then your veterinarian will guess and then switch medications if necessary after results get back. Rest assured that the additional time it takes to identify the type of bacteria causing the infection and the correct medication needed to resolve it is actually far less time and money than guessing incorrectly. Waiting for a culture and sensitivity test will ensure your dog or cat heals more quickly and thoroughly. In addition, giving the proper dose of the antibiotic at the proper intervals and using up the entire prescription that your vet has given you is really important, even if your pet seems to be fully recovered before the medication has run out. This will ensure that the infection is totally resolved and prevent your pet from having to take another full course of antibiotics because the first one wasn't fully administered and the infection wasn't effectively cleared. I actually see this quite a bit with skin infection. The skin actually begins to get better sometimes after seven days. So the clients oftentimes will stop antibiotics before the really deep infection is thoroughly treated. This not only increases the risks of developing antibiotic resistance, but actually leaves the pet not fully treated, which means eruptions recur four to six weeks later and people get really frustrated. Recurrence is almost inevitable in these situations. Most skin infections take four to six weeks to resolve in antibiotics, but because you can see improvement in seven days, people are often tricked into thinking that they'll just stop the medication early and they're wildly frustrated. And of course, the risk for resistance skyrockets. It's important to realize that antibiotics literally mean anti-life and they indiscriminately kill off all bacteria, both the good guys and the bad guys. If your dog or cat has been treated with antibiotics, the trillions of healthy bacteria in her digestive tract have also been totally obliterated, which actually can set the stage for additional health problems such as digestive upsets, intermittent diarrhea, poor food absorption, and of course, dysbiosis or leaky gut syndrome. It's important to reseed your pet's GI system with friendly microorganisms or probiotics during and after antibiotic therapy to reestablish a healthy gut balance of bacteria. This will also help keep your dog or cat's digestive system working optimally and her immune system strong. The decision to use antibiotics should never be taken lightly or viewed as no big deal, you know, just no harm, no foul. Antibiotics should not be prescribed unless absolutely necessary. Aside from the ability of bacteria to mutate and develop resistance to antibiotics, these drugs also have side effects like diarrhea, tooth discoloration, and suppression of your pet's bone marrow and even permanent deafness, so they are not without consequence. Many conditions for which antibiotics are often indiscriminately prescribed respond very well to a combination of natural therapies, including herbs, homeopathic remedies, nutraceuticals, and immune system stimulants, as well as specific nutritional interventions. Functional medicine veterinarians who are actually growing in number 
realize this and are able to partner with pet parents recognizing this growing issue. In 2016, a study showed that cranberry extract may be as effective or more effective in preventing E. coli-related urinary tract infections in dogs as short-term antibiotic treatments. In addition, cranberry extract can also help fight multi-drug resistance bacteria in dogs with recurrent E. coli UTIs. In a study of shelter dogs, researchers compared the use of probiotics to antibiotics to treat acute diarrhea caused by stress. They concluded that the probiotic therapy was as effective as antibiotic therapy. And in addition, dogs that had been unresponsive to antibiotics previously appeared to benefit significantly from subsequent probiotic treatments. I regularly use oregano oil, propolis, olive leaf, essential oils, colloidal silver, and manuka honey to help reduce bacterial skin infections caused by MRSA with really good success. So if your dog or cat isn't facing a life-threatening health situation, talk with your proactive veterinarian about options other than prescribing antibiotics. In these situations, actually pet parents can find it beneficial to have a functional medicine or an integrative veterinarian because it's our goal to treat these problems always starting with the least toxic options first.